couple shots. Hey, rebounds loose. They score! Keeper Bellows goals in four straight games. What a goal for Oliver Wallstrom. A highlight reel tally. Cross-size pass. Watherspoon scores! Parker Watherspoon times the game. This is a production of the Bridgeport Sound Tigers. Proud American Hockey League affiliate of the New York Islanders. On for the return pass extended, Simon Holmes from he tracks, shoots, he scores! First in North America for Simon Holmstrom. I'm head coach Brent Thompson, and this is Sound Tigers Hockey. The Sound Tigers' newest podcast, Sound Up, returns today, December the 8th of 2020. I'm Alan Fearing, and thanks so much for tuning in. These podcasts all archived on SoundCloud, YouTube, also Anchor, and Mitch Vandesample is our guest this week. Uh, all of the archived podcasts available for you to go back and listen to, and we've had a lot of fun over the last five weeks or so. Brent Thompson, the head coach of the Sound Tigers, has been on. Also Seth Helgeson, Jeff Kubiak, Tanner Fritz, and now today Mitch Vandesample, Bridgeport defenseman and a former third-round draft pick of the New York Islanders in 2015. It's it's been a rough couple of years for Van Isampel. He was injured in training camp uh, over on Long Island uh, prior to last season, so he missed all of last season due to injury and more so than really anybody else. He is just itching to get back on the ice and get a season started. And what a career he's had so far in three years, minus the season he missed due to injury with the Sound Tigers. He's put up 60 points in 128 games, then 17 goals and 43 assists. His best season in Bridgeport came in 2018-19. He led the team among defensemen with 10 goals that year and 31 points in 70 games. And he's also a former American Hockey League All-Star, Mitch Vandesample, uh, certainly a fan favorite on the blue line. And we're going to find out what he's been up to during the downtime. We'll find out what he's been doing to keep himself entertained and if he's healthy and ready to go once we do get a season. And the AHL is targeting February the 5th as the start of a condensed 2020-2021 season. And Vandesample will be on the ice. He's back with the New York Islanders organization. He re-signed as an RFA on October the 27th. And uh, we'll bring in our guest now. And uh, wait no more, Mitch Vandesample joining us on the Sound Up podcast. Mitch, thanks so much for taking some time. Congratulations on getting a new deal done. Initial thoughts that went through your mind as you're back with this organization. Uh, honestly, there wasn't a whole lot. I've been here for five years now, I believe, or five or six. And I mean, I've made a lot of friendships and relationships and I believe this organization is going in the the right direction and you've seen improvements back to back years or three years now. And, um, it's something you want to be a part of. And I, as soon as I got that call, it's you jump at it and I'm excited to be back. An organization headed in the right direction. Did you get a chance to catch a lot of the games the Islanders run to the Eastern Conference Final? Yeah, I, wa- I think I watched everyone pretty close to it anyways. And, I mean, it was something special to see. You've seen from the ground up how things have changed here and, you know, how positive impacts uh, different people and different things have brought upon the, uh, the organization and seeing that uh, come into fruition and how they played in playoffs and going to the Conference Finals and what they went through is special to see and just because you've seen it through all through the way and all the guys that have put in the work and you know it's exciting to see and it's exciting for the future moving forward 
You were a draft pick of the Islanders back in 2015, I believe, and uh, ever since then you've gotten to know not only the guys in Bridgeport but the guys in the NHL as well through training camps and such. I mean, a lot of fans, you know, know about a culture change, and you know, obviously there's a little bit more success on the ice these days. But when you're in the organization, I mean, it's kind of magical in a way how far this team has come, and just only in a couple of years. Yeah, it was a fast and quick turnaround, and I mean, there wasn't a whole lot of roster changes. It was from the ground up and just a little bit of a culture change. And once everyone starts to buy into that and everyone believes in the same goal and everyone's pulling on the same rope, it becomes a lot easier and it becomes fun. And everyone wants to be at the rink every day and everyone wants to play hard for each other. And that's what it is. And it's fun to be around. Well, we're so happy to have you back. Of course, we're. I'm, I'm happy to see you recording this interview over Zoom uh, to put out on the podcast. It, it's great to see you. I mean, through all this uncertainty, the, the quarantine, if you will, I mean, how have you been? What have you been doing to pass the time? Honestly, it's been, it's been hard. I mean, it's been hard for everyone, and, you know, it is what it is, and you have to make the most out of what you're given. And, you know, I've had the opportunity to spend a lot more time with my family that I may not have gotten over the past six years or so, so that's been awesome. And then on top of that, with your friends, being around them again, a lot of my friends play hockey, so, I mean, we're typically home together for two, three months a year, and then it's see you when we play you. So it's been nice to be around them. And then I have my dog now. So, I mean, he's been keeping me pretty busy. So other than that, it's been it's been nice. So and I'm excited to get back, though. Yeah, we'll get to the dog here in just a little bit because that's definitely on my my list of things to ask you. And I know you're going to like talking about it because I was just looking at your face there and it lit up when you were talking about the dog. Kind of on more of a somber note, I mean, you know, for you, it was such a tough year last year. You got hurt in Islanders preseason. Uh, you, you missed the year and now it's even worse that, you know, you've got COVID-19 out there and the season can't get started. And, and we were talking before we got started here for this podcast and you had mentioned, I didn't even put it together, that you haven't played a game since game five of the uh, Calder Cup playoffs against Hershey a couple of years ago. I mean, you talk about how tough it is, you know, mentally and uh, all of that off the ice, but I mean, maybe even more so than any other player, it, it's worse for you. Yeah, it's it's obviously been a long, hard road for me. And I mean, there's been a ton of emotions gone into that over the past, I don't know, it's been close to, it's been a year since my surgery is now and probably close to a year and a half since we played last, so for me anyways and it's been a long time it's a lot of you know I have to watch my team go out there and play and I've my whole life I've played hockey eight ten months of the year and to not have that for 18 months it's been it's been a complete culture shock for me and I'm so used to being in a routine and practicing and skating and all that and so that that was pretty difficult on me but I had a lot of people around me that helped me get through it and I made the most of it and I'm excited to come back come back strong. You came back to Bridgeport in January of last year. You started to skate again. I mean, that was a long time ago, January. It was almost a full calendar year. How are you feeling right now? How uh, are, are you healthy? I'm good to go. I feel great and I'm excited to get back and uh, not much else to it. I'm just itching to get back. <laughs> I don't know if you would have been able to call this or not. I feel like you would have, but, you know, through these podcasts, we've had several different players on. We started with Seth Helgeson, you know, Tanner Fritz, Jeff Kubiak. Seth Helgeson, actually, I was talking about what he's most excited about when the season returns, and, of course, he said being back in the locker room with the guys maybe three or four times, he brought up you by name specifically. Why is that? For whatever it is, we just have that kind of 
connection since we got there. He kind of took me under his wing and, you know, he kind of showed me the ropes of pro and he's been a really good friend to me. And <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. He's just one of those guys that you love to be around and you get excited to be around. And he's a funny guy. He's a great guy. He's, he's everything you could ask for in a teammate. And uh, we happen to get along well. And on top of that, we we're D partners and, you know, we had connections whether it was us going out for noodles or whatever, or <laughs> going to get lunch or, but yeah, we've become pretty good friends and that honestly, just being around the rank and the guys that you create bonds and relationships with eight months a year, you're on the ice, whether it's bag skating, winning a game, losing a game, whatever it is, you create these friendships with these guys and you cherish them honestly. And you, you love every second that you have the opportunity to be around those people. Cause at the end of the day, it's a business and you know, your best friend could be gone in a week to get traded. So, I mean, you cherish your times with those, uh, those people when you're around them. You mentioned going out and getting some noodles, getting something to eat. Uh, you guys got a favorite spot in either Fairfield or New Haven County that you go out to? Uh, honestly, we've tried a few spots. We, we had a few in Bridgeport that we liked for a while. And then, uh, we did uh, New Haven. We were just trying all of them, honestly. Just We were big into spicy soup, so that's what we were doing. And We have our spots, and we'll do it once in a while, so it, it's fun and it's good. So. so you've got a whole plethora of spots you choose from other than going to the same ones all the time. You kind of like to get out and explore? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, especially because I'm used to eating a certain type of food or whatever it is, and whether I eat it with my mom or my mom's cooking and then uh, – when I end up going away, I haven't, there isn't a lot of places that kind of resemble what my mom traditional cooking is like or whatever. So, I mean, that's the closest thing to it. And I found uh, a partner that likes to, to eat it as well. So, I mean, we'll go once in a while and it's, it's nice to do so. When you go out on the road, do you tend to go to the same spots in each city or do you try to do something new every time? Uh, for the most part, I would say we go to the same spots. It's get a group together, and then yeah, we typically end up going to the same spot majority of the time. The odd time we'll go somewhere else, but for the most part, it's same group, and then you head to the the dinner, and then that's what it is, and it's good. So honestly, I kind of forget because it's been like almost two years. <laughs> now, so. Yeah, well, hey, you know, we're all hoping that uh, this is going to get going again. February the 5th right now is the target date for the American Hockey League. Mitch, you mentioned your mom there, uh, your, your whole family, Korean descent. You grew up in Canada. That's where you're from. The easy answer kind of sounds like it's because you're from Canada that you got into hockey. But what, what was your first memory of hockey? What kind of got you started in the game? Uh, I mean, I have a few. N neither of my parents played ice hockey. My dad was more into cycling and cross country and track and field and that that sport and then my mom was playing field hockey and all that growing up so uh we never really had someone who was ice hockey had an experience in that so my cousin actually we've been we're pretty much brothers and we're same age same we've done everything together since we were born and his dad played hockey growing up so he always had a a backyard rink for us and then uh we spent a ton of time out there and that's probably the biggest thing that kept me in hockey and i fell in love with it of course uh, the holidays are coming up christmas right around the corner 
do you have something that you remember getting as a very young kid as is a present uh, that's hockey related like that first present whether it's maybe a jersey tickets something else you know a pair of skates what what is that first gift that you really remember well uh it was my first composite stick i remember my dad it was christmas morning and my dad brought it out didn't even wrap it and the second i saw it it was just you know <laughs> every kid wanted it and you saw that and you're just it was the happiest day of your life at the time and you're just ecstatic to get something like that so i remember that and I remember the excitement of getting hockey stuff. Do you still have that stick? Uh, I did not. It ended up breaking, and I ended up using it for road hockey, and then ended up in a trash can somewhere. It seems like that's. The, I wish I would have kept it though. Seems like that's the end result for every stick. You know, it doesn't matter if it's a gift or you know it's something that you you use to play with in the American Hockey League. They always seem to break. Who breaks the most sticks with the Sound Tigers? <laughs> it has to be. It has to be Kiefer. <laughs> I thought that's what you're gonna say. <laughs> a lot of casualties out there. <laughs> oh, a ton of casualties. Uh, well, uh, we got our stat of the week coming up here in just a minute, uh, Mitch. Before we get to that, though, you're not the only guy in your family who's uh, a professional hockey player. I know your cousin uh, has played with Rochester for a couple of years, so it's probably uh, interesting when you get to play the Amricks, uh, having him on the other side, and just having another family member in pro hockey overall. We actually haven't played against each other ever, I don't think. No, we haven't. We've always played together up until we were 15 years old, and then I went to the OHL, and then he took the college route. So we haven't – the only time we skated together was in the summer. And then that last year, that was like – it was kind of like the cherry on the top for my rehab coming back. It was – we played them the last two weeks of the season twice, and – that was kind of the time frame where I was expected to come back and be able to play again. So that was what I was, that was part of my motivation for working so hard to get back and fixing my, my body properly. So, but yeah, I'm, I'm stoked to play against him this year. And I honestly can't wait. Well, we'll take a break with Mitch and be back uh, with more after this. First though, our stat of the week. Let me give you a little education, mister. They've done studies, you know, 60% of the time, it works every time. Well, our stat of the week involves last week's guest, Jeff Kubiak, who wears number 36 for the Sound Tigers. And we asked last week, how many number 36s have there been since the Sound Tigers became a franchise back in 2001? The correct answer to that, 11. 11 different players have worn the number 36, including Jeff Kubiak, since the 2001-2002 season. If you answered correctly on social media, either Facebook or Twitter, we'll send you a Sound Tigers prize pack uh, for answering that correctly. It's a tough one. Jeff's uh, guess was five, a little bit more than double than that. This week, our trivia question, which will lead into the stat of the week uh, next week, seven days from now involves our upcoming guest. Next week on the podcast, we'll welcome the radio voice of the New York Islanders, that's Chris King, to a very special edition of the Sound Up podcast that's coming up next week. But our trivia question, which leads into next week's stat of the week, will be what year did Chris King become the voice of the New York Islanders? If you know the answer to that, let us know on Facebook or Twitter. And back with an Islanders prospect and Sound Tigers defenseman Mitch Vandesampel and Mitch uh, Again, it's been a long offseason. It's been extended. It's even more so for you since you missed all of last year due to injury. Aside from hockey, you know, what are you doing outside of the rink? You know, what are you doing to uh, keep your time occupied? Uh, this summer was strictly working out, 
hockey and golf and just with all the safety measures that were out and the social distancing and the masks and all that, the, you didn't really want to be out in public or whatever. So, I mean, we found our thing with golf and we, we probably played like 60 rounds this year. We had a group at home and it was awesome and found a new love for the game. And that's what we did pretty much all summer until they closed down. So that's about all you could do. And that's, that's a trend here on the podcast. We hear golf all the time. We hear board games and card games all the time as well. Are you one of the guys on the bus who's always winning at cards? Uh, I honestly never really played cards just a lot of the time I was too tired after games or whatever it was and I think I played a few and honestly couldn't tell you how I did I do love playing cards but I just never did it on the bus I was more into watching shows and stuff keep me occupied and I read a few books a few times and that's the extent of me on a road trip. Similar to what Colin McDonald said, we had him on back in the spring when we started doing these podcasts, and he was saying that he was just a big reader. He he just wanted to fill his mind with information, you know, and, and to kind of help him down the road versus just playing cards there in the moment. So uh, we kind of you know see guys go back and forth uh, on each side of that. Last week on the podcast, we had Jeff Kubiak on. We brought uh, him up in his number during that uh, Stat of the Week segment. And one of the things that he has been doing really ever since the shutdown first happened to keep his his mind straight and his sanity is uh, him and his girlfriend got a puppy. And I know that's the same case for you. You brought it up there right at the start of uh, of this segment. The name, the, the breed, you know, where uh, where you got him or her? Uh, his name's Milo. He's a mini golden doodle. He's like 33 pounds now. He's a treat, but he's a, he's a <laughs> pest at the same time. Uh, it's our first dog is that I've ever had or family's ever had. So uh, it was a big learning experience. And, you know, you read stuff online and you're so before I remember I would spend hours just watching YouTube videos on training or reading up on it. And, you know, once it actually happens, it's like, okay, this is not as easy as it says or whatever. Some things might've been easier. Some things are harder. And uh, it's honestly, it's been a hard experience, but it's been awesome to go through. And after having a dog, I'd have one my whole life now. So best really is a man's best friend. So, Where did the name Milo come from? Uh, we, I believe my girlfriend broke, brought it up. If I can remember, yeah, we were, we were bouncing back and forth through names and that was the one I ended up landing on that I liked the most. And now you look at them and the name just suits them and I'm happy we went with it. So, yeah. And yeah, we're in a similar boat. My wife and I got a, a puppy back in April. Coobs, what what breed did you guys get? We got a Maltese. That's my wife has always had Maltese dogs in the family ever since she was probably one year old. So, um, that's what she wanted. Um, she knows how to, to deal with those breeds, what they like, what they don't like. You mentioned a lot of, a lot of joy, but also, uh, some frustration with, uh, you know, the dog chewing some things up. That's, that's been my life for the last however many months. Oh yeah. Chewing things up, won't go in your crate, just about <laughs> anything. Yeah. Now, I, I have to say, you know, the barking doesn't really come into play too much. We got lucky. We don't have a, a dog that is, you know, very talkative, if you will. I hope that's the same case for you. Yeah, he's uh, at the very start. He probably went four months without. He was very quiet, never barked. And then he's he's a little he does it a little bit now and here and there, but it's not like out of control. But yeah, he's been he's been awesome. But 
he is up past. <laughs> so, well, so from one thing that clearly brings you a lot of joy and happiness most of the time to another thing that uh, I found this out about you several years ago, and I, I always forget I know it. I know you collect sneakers. That's one thing that uh, is kind of a hobby for you. Is, uh, is that true? Is that something that you have uh, kind of a long laundry list of different types of sneakers? Yeah, for whatever, for whatever reason, it was, I found excitement in it. And I, I mean, I know I have a lot of information about it and I spent a lot of time looking at stuff and uh, just something fun to do on the side. And yeah, I, I mean, I probably have way too many shoes and I've heard it a hundred times from my parents and whatnot, but it's a little hobby on the side and we like to do it. So uh, I had friends like Quenville, he was kind of in the similar boat as me. And then we kind of brought Wotherspoon into that. And uh, I was huge into it last year with all my time off. It was spending so much time on that here and there away from the rink. But uh, actually, Jason, uh, our equipment manager, we were thinking about, we wanted to take a course to see if we could make some of our own or change some of them. So something to think about for the future. But yeah, I, I love shoes personally. Not sure it's a good thing, but hey. Oh, of course it's a good thing. What your most prized possession? Do you have one, one pair that trumps them all? Uh, I don't know if I have one. I know I have a few that I keep to the side and save for special occasions, but no, I don't think I could say I have one that I'm specifically head over heels for. How many pairs total? You think? Oh, jeez. I probably have 40 pairs of shoes at least. Wow. I have a lot of shoes, yeah. Probably too many, but... <laughs> you can never have too many shoes. No, the, the nice thing, a lot of them too, It's they're not just like your typical go to the sports store and pick up a pair of running shoes. They're kind of different shoes where they're limited to how many pairs are made and then the only way you can get them is through reselling them through other people and whatnot. So that's kind of how the thing that I got into and just how unique they were was kind of what attracted me and kind of got me hooked on it. So, I mean, it's something fun to do on the side and they hold their value. So it's, uh, it's not too costly. So from a, a shoe connoisseur and yourself to uh, an American Hockey League all-star several years ago, guy who got drafted by the New York Islanders, everything personally and professionally, what's your proudest accomplishment? Do you have something that uh, stands out? Um, today, uh, honestly, my favorite thing was the draft. That was, you know, it's something you work for your entire life and you grow up watching NHL games and you idolize these, these players and you become, I don't even know how to explain it. It's just like an incredible feeling and to be able to go through that experience with your family and everyone who's, you know, whether it's they've driven you to the rink or they spent time with you on the ice, like all the people that have helped you to get to that point, it's, it's really a feeling you can't put into words because when you set a goal like that, that takes that much time and effort and effort from other people and it's just a really humbling experience and hands down, it was the best for me. That one and probably the Memorial Cup. Yep. 
not a small feat, but it's a big feat. And I mean, that was an incredible year and I'll remember that for the rest of my life. I still talk to a lot of friends from that team and I have a group of friends that we get together every year and share what's going on in our lives and just reminisce on our memories. And I mean, when they say hockey creates friendships forever, it's absolutely true. And it brings you unbelievable experiences. So. I'm glad you brought that up because you talk about friendships along the way and all of that. Uh, when you won the Memorial Cup back in 2015, Michael Dal Cole was one of your teammates. Uh, obviously, he comes to uh, the Islanders organization with a uh, first-round pick back in 2014. You played with him here in Bridgeport. Um, you know, he's a guy who's been able to make the Islanders. Just tell me about your guys' relationship, the bond that uh, you and, and DC have. We've always had like a joking relationship since the first day I met him in Oshawa. We've stayed decently close the whole time and been around each other a lot, played together a lot. And we, for whatever reason, we always played well together. And uh, yeah, he's, he's always been a really good friend and just a funny guy. Just a funny guy. <laughs> yeah. Great personality in the locker room. Great player on the ice as well. Great and- personality. Absolutely. And and Bridgeport's been lucky. We've had a lot of those over the past few years. Um, Mitch, we're going to finish it up with some fan questions. Uh, one of our favorite segments is right here at the end. It's a mailbag segment. So we ask fans to submit questions for our guests each week. And we'll start with Brendan in Norwalk, who wants to know, of course, you're a defenseman. Have you always wanted to be a D-man? Uh, yes and no. Yes, I have. It's just, just for me, it's been kind of a different road that I've experienced over the years I mean in Oshawa I was I spent time on playing center I spent time penalty killing on forward the year we won the Mem Cup uh when I went to London got traded to London in the OHL I was playing a bit of forward here and there and I was kind of just always a hybrid where it was I could play both and I was in between but I'm most comfortable playing defense and it's what I like to do so that's what I've uh what I stick to, but yeah, I've, I've played both positions almost every year growing up all the way up. So I don't know if I played Ford and Bridgeport now that I think about it. I might've played one game. I'm not sure though, but yeah, I mean, I played both all the way up, so I feel comfortable in both. I just prefer defense. Never wanted to be a goalie though. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I put a ton of respect to them, but just not for me. We'll move ahead to Mary, who's in Shelton, Connecticut. And uh, she wants to know, who on the team makes you laugh the most? Helgi. I knew it was going to be. Don't have to think about it. (laughs) Don't even have to think about it. Without delay. Quick answer. All right, uh, Mitch, we'll we'll finish up with this one. This is from uh, Jerry. He's in Shelton, Connecticut as well. And he wants to know, who is your hero, either growing up or right now? Who is my hero? It's a loaded question. Uh, I don't know if I could pick one. I mean, I'd probably just end up going with the cliche answer. I mean, my parents just uh, not even from a hockey standpoint, just them as humans and what they've sacrificed and what they've done for me. It's, it's been unbelievable to see and, you know, I hope one day that I'm half as good of a parent as they are, have have been to me. And, you know, I owe them everything. Them, my sister, it's my whole family, really. It's just been uh, 
I got lucky. Haley from Stratford sent us a question last week, and we asked this to Jeff Kubiak, but I love this question. I, I thought this was something that was very well thought out, so I want to ask you as well. Uh, Haley asked uh, last week, what's the first thing that you're going to do when you finally get back into a hockey rink, whether it's here in Bridgeport, whether it's in New York, wherever it is? What's the first thing you're going to do when you're finally back in that element? What's that first thing you're going to do? Probably just take a deep breath and enjoy the experience. I mean, the past 18 months or me have been all over the place and it's been a bumpy road and, you know, it puts you back a second and you kind of just appreciate what you have as an opportunity. And I mean, I get to play a sport as a living and being in a rank again and God, I'm so excited. I think we all are. The, the fans agree with that. I certainly agree with it. And, um, you know, we're, we're hoping that February 5th is when it gets started here in the AHL and we can uh, finally and hopefully have fans in the building here at Webster Bank Arena but uh, put a good product on the ice as well. Uh, Mitch, it was a lot of fun. Thank you very much for taking some time to join us today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Well, he's certainly another one of the good guys in hockey and on the Sound Tigers team. He wears number four. Still looking to crack the NHL, but I have no doubt that is not too far off. Mitch Vanisopel, again, taking some time to join us on this week's podcast. Next week, the radio voice of the New York Islanders, Chris King, will sit in with us. If you have questions for him, anything you want me to ask, just uh, shoot us a note on Facebook or Twitter, the Sound Tigers social media channels, and we'll make sure to get those questions answered by Chris King. For everyone here on the Sound Tigers side of things, I'm Alan Fearing. Thanks so much for tuning into this podcast. We'll see you next week.